Warm welcome to Meditation Jam. My name is Maria and I'm your host. And today I'm talking to longtime healer. I like to think of her as a Michelangelo of energies, Eva de Mahina. And we have known each other since 1989. It's a long time and we got to know each other when we were studying fashion in Gothenburg. And then our life path has kind of taken the same direction. We both worked with textiles for a while. We both worked in the hospitality industry, different branches, but still traveling. And now we are both working with energy. So it's a beautiful longtime friend and so full of magic and so much to share. And some of it you will hear here today or read her book that are about to be released. After the interview, we will go straight into meditation. So then you can just make sure you have somewhere comfortable to sit or if you're lying down. And during the meditation, please make sure you're not driving since the energies can put you to sleep. So... Then I say welcome to Eva. Warm welcome, Eva. We have known each other since 1989 and we lived in different cities but kept the contact and I'm so happy to have you join Meditation Jam today. I think of you as a multifaceted spiritual healer, a sort of Michelangelo with energies. (laughs) And you work as a healer through different ways to help your clients. That's been developed, I know, for over 25 years. If you were to sum up What is it you do today? How would you describe it? Hi, Maria. I thought it was 87. Well, it was 89. It was a long time ago. Yes. Uh, Very nice to be here today. Thank you. Um, To sum up being a healer, I see. It's like um, I've always seen since I was a kid, very, very, very early age, I saw things. I saw things in shadows. I saw things moving and jumping between people, and for me it was just very natural because I thought that that's, that's, that was the way the world sort of looked for everyone. So I have, during these years, developed my way of seeing, but mostly developed my way of interpreting uh, how I see and what I see. Mm. So um, when I started off as a body therapist, I was, of course, very unsure because it was, you know, you just you knew in your in, in your work. And I saw I saw lines. I saw patterns. I could see where the uh, tension was in a muscle. So I could pinpoint oh. it very well. So it helped me a lot. And because I was a healer before before I became a body therapist, I think that helped me as well. So I see and I I see pictures. It's like sometimes it's like being in a Hollywood movie somehow, <laughs> you know, scary movie, romantic movie, whatever, everyday life movie. Yeah. Uh, but I do live in a movie. Without having to pay the ticket. <laughs> Without having to pay that, I get actually I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the stuckness. I can see. I mean, usually when when I have a client, they come to me, yeah, and they come for for a reason. Mm. There's always a reason. It's like, okay, I want to just, you know, whatever it is, it's always a reason. And of course, that's my starting point. It's like I walk into that door where the starting point is, and mm. then I let. The client's body and senses and minds and everything guide me through more rooms, more ways. I can walk and I see a door and, of course, I need to open the door. And I think today I want to interact my clients more than I did before. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when they come for healing, 
like for instance if someone has has someone that has just passed i wouldn't talk so much i would only hold space for them yeah to mm. let them release their sorrows but if if it is an issue i uh, try to engage my clients and saying okay i'm standing in front of a door can you please open it mm. because by that interaction the person on one level takes responsibility for what will follow and i think that is one of the most crucial things we need to do we need to take responsibility yeah yeah sometimes i can i i can see that the soul sits on one chair and the body sits on one chair and i try to make them be friends again and and share the same chair and i can sparkle i can i love sparkles i love glitter i use <laughs> that a lot <laughs> so i can glitter up a road i can glitter up a way for the person to walk on Yeah, I I have different tools that usually comes to me. Sometimes things comes to me that I haven't used before because the person is used to maybe they have a special profession. You know, maybe they are authors or maybe they are doing something and then, you know, I can see books. I can walk into a library with oh. them. Yeah. So things that gets them more relaxed, um more open, feels more secure, that will happen. Mm. and that's their soul and spirit showing me things. So and will they see the things you are seeing in some way or they are just relaxed and you know letting go of their mind or can they sometimes see oh I saw the chair as well. <laughs> yes, they do because my belief is that everyone sees mm. is more or less developed. People see. Mm. If I ask them they see. Mm. And I love the part where you said that you want everyone to take responsibility because that is so crucial, I believe, as well. And then we take giant leaps instead of small leaps on our path. And it's just not pressing a button and thinking that someone else is doing something for you, but you actually have to make the choice yourself. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone say, no, <laughs> I don't want to go down this road or yeah, yeah, yeah. too much? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I asked them, I said, if it's okay, if I walk, mm-hmm. if I walk in, uh, in front, could you, could you walk? If, if we're holding hands, could you walk or could you walk behind me? Mm. Because sometimes, usually I see what's in the end of the road or on the other side. Mm. Like if there is an issue, they, they come to me with an issue. They do not want to open up the issue door. Mm. Very few times, maybe five times in all these years, I've had a no. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're not going to go there, period. Okay, yeah. And then uh, you maybe have to start a smaller step. Yeah, mm. or it's too—it's like it's too sore. Oh. It's, yeah, it's, it's like somehow they can't maybe cope with the after effects yeah. yet. But there is a seed sown, so it's like it will be there. It will stand there. And, and when the time comes, I have had clients that, you know, called me or texted me after 10, 15 years saying, do you remember that letter you wrote? Yeah. No, I didn't understand a word then, but I actually found it the other day and everything was correct. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I have absolutely no idea what I channeled. So, yeah. (laughs) So what got you started to this and when did you start? I, as we all will or have done, turned 30. Mm -hmm. 
I started a business. My grandmother died and she when she died, it was like my spiritual lid just blew off. I feel that she somehow it was another kickstart. So that with the new business and working a lot. Mm. Um, so for a couple of years, I worked a lot and uh, tried to navigate and going to a lot of mediums myself and have chats with my grandmother and things happened. And and then I finished my business. I turned 30. My relationship ended. And I was like, OK, what now? What? What now? Well, okay. And I just laughed. I never thought that I was going to be in that situation. But I realized that this, it was something that was knocking on my door all the time when it comes to spirituality. And in that time in my town, there was a lot of cafes and um, people had little places, workshops every weekend, cafes and stuff. So I started to to go on everything I could, actually. Mm. This word Reiki kept on, like, popping up all the time and then I passed one of these cafes and it was like oh it's it's a Reiki course over the weekend so I went in and I said hi I would like to join and she was like well you know it's full no but you know you can squeeze me in (laughs) she was like I don't think so but you know I was like okay but in case someone tomorrow morning is can't come I live five minutes from here call me Mm. and she called yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And my first initiation of the Reiki just blew my head off. I, I wouldn't say I was in a shock. I was more like in a bliss shock. Oh, shit, what happened? Mm. And I knew that my life would never be the same again. And I knew I had a task. And I knew that energy was to be my life. Mm. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's so so beautiful. And but of course you didn't know exactly in what way. You just knew energy is going. To, I go. I'm going to do something with this. Yeah, I had a vision that I knew that I had to be able to hold space. I, I usually see it as a like a huge arena that I was standing and I was to be able to hold space for many many thousands of people. Mm without dying myself (laughs) and that was the vision I had a bit over exaggerated perhaps but that was the vision and I was like okay so I had a goal Mm, that's very clear vision I would say yeah yeah so that's what me and my bodies and uh, souls and spirits and everything has been aiming for uh, over these years Mm. to be able to hold that space well that's lovely Uh, the the world thanks you (laughs) (laughs) and so what would you say is your main tool when working with energies today because I'm sure it's been developed during the years yeah I mean I realized very fast from the weekend and that was I think it was like in in August Mm. I took my first course and then I found another woman in September I took my second one and then I continued with her so within Two years, I've had got my Reiki Master initiations. I was in a six-month healing course. I did my Reiki one and two again. I was just loaded, yeah? Mm. I was fortunate enough to go to meet a woman. and I was her student, her assistant, her whatever, everything. Mm-hmm. And then she finished doing the, the healing courses she had. So I took them over. So I had oh. like six months and one-year healing courses back in the days. And I realized in this, 
that I needed to be able to interpret better uh-huh. what I saw. Mm. So I think my best tool is what I see or see, feel, because it's like me and my brain has uh, trained each other to interpretation. Mm. I sense something from someone and my brain moves it over to a picture and I see what they sense or mm. what I sense. So it is my seeing. Yeah, seeing, sensing. That mm. is my biggest tools. And uh-huh. I, know, I know that you are talking about you are weaving a net. Yes. And it's like uh, you're weaving the energies from the person or. Yeah. For instance, if someone is in sorrow, mm. you'll see the, you will see the physical body and then you will see the soul. And maybe the soul is holding the person who has passed in the hand ah. a bit from the physical body. Mm. Then you have the spirit trying to run around holding everything together somehow. Mm-hmm. And then you have maybe other people that is depending on that person, sort of like holding on to that person. So it could be a lot of people and things involved. Mm. And what I do then, my aim is to make you whole. So you, your body, your spirit, your soul, everything is intact. It's like I am weaving. Sometimes the like a loss is so big, so you really don't want to be here in your body. Fair enough. I've been there myself. Mm-hmm. But at least you need to have that thread so you don't lose full contact mm. because you're lost. And that could be dangerous for the physical body. Mm. So you need to have those threads, those weaves. If you look at the world or if you look, it actually looks like a grid. It looks like someone, it looks like a net. Mm. So if you pull in one one corner of a net, something will happen in the other corners. Yeah. And sometimes there is too many people holding the corners and you are like stuck in the middle. You can't move. Mm. For instance, codependency or dependency. So I'm trying to um, mend the weave, uh, sparkle up the weave, wash. I've actually washed weaves as well. It was so dirty. Yeah. It's like the person couldn't see anything. It was just so she was so entangled in in a lot of garbage that happened in her life. So I I, I took off her weave like like a dress and I rinsed it and I washed it and she got a new one. Say like this, I'll do what it takes. Whatever yeah. it But it's such a beautiful description because everyone can understand the the technique of weaving. Yeah. So right now, I mean, it's everyone. We all know that there's a major shift happening in regards of energies uh, on Earth that is moving our minds to our heart or the the our control center down to our heart. And seeing that you've been working in this field over years, can you see a shift in the energy of the clients when they arrive? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking quite a lot about that. I think that when I started, mm-hmm. I see it like we have had veils. It's like many weavings or veils. And a lot of us on the planet today has worked to release the density and release these veils. Mm. So before it was harder, it took longer time to come to the core of the issue with people. What I can do today in an hour, it maybe took me three or four or five hours when I started. Mm. And it's got nothing to do with my, well, in a way, with my ability, but it was just more dense. Yeah. Everything was more dense. So people today, I think, is more prone to 
to do the work, to go to the core, because they can they can feel and they can see that there is a core. Mm. You couldn't do that before. It's like you understood something was standing in your way, but today it's like they they know something is standing in in their way. Mm. Could you remove it, or could you help me to reveal it? So I think people are more on it today. Mm. Uh, they also have more of a faith to the unknown. It's like they know, inside they know. Mm. I mean, Sweden is a very non-religious country, mm. uh, so maybe we don't have faith in God, but we have faith in something. It's like we can anchor in something that is a bit outside of us, of ourselves. Mm. Nature, almost. Yeah, it's yeah. our equivalent. And I know we all have different blockages, depending on what we come with, both in our soul journey and on Earth. And would you say that there is one that keeps showing up for you that a lot of people have, like one major one or small one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that self-preservation in the world, how the world, well, maybe not look, exactly now but is that we've lost the instinct to protect or care for ourselves yeah we are being drained we lose our life force to work to to uh, commuting to uh, partners friends family it's like we we've lost an ability to care for ourselves yeah for selves because if i don't care for myself if i only care for everyone else if everyone else then is fine there's nothing left of me mm I need to be in 100% myself, and for every 101% and up, that's for others. Mm. But as soon as I start to nag my 100% by myself, yeah, it can go very fast, and then I'm drained. It's not that easy. world is spinning so fast. You know, you don't have that so much time. You... And even if you go, uh, you know, you go and train and you do yoga, it's easy that that is also just another thing. You don't get the relaxation. You don't get the freedom, the feeling of being like, <gasps> like that. Mm. And uh-huh. also, I think in society, there is this feeling that if you are saying, no, I don't want to do this because I want to take care of myself today. You are f- afraid that that will come out as being an e- egotist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. you, you kind of, uh, no, 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 I don't think about myself. I just think about everyone else. But in fact, then you are making it worse for everyone else when you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, I've had people saying to me that they think that I have become much more ego doing this profession Mm. than I was before. And before I I used to work, we we had restaurants and I used to work in restaurants and um, or textiles. And that's because now when you listen in and listen to your body, we put down boundaries of what we actually want to do and not do. And sometimes that will result in a no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. But the next time when we say yes, we will be so much more energetic and happy about it. Yeah. Mm. And I know also there's a lot of healers that are cleaning and cleansing and doing a beautiful work with others and forget to do it for themselves. And then they become drained and they lose their passion for their work. And I think that is so sad. So do you have a tip for anyone working as a healer or not healer to clean their energy to self-preserve? Yeah, I think the one of the most important things is to be aware, mm-hmm. because then I take responsibility for me. 
Mm. Be aware, like, what makes my body goes like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what makes my life force shimmer? Be aware of in what circumstances do I lose my direction? Mm. And I think by making conscious, conscious choices in all of the matters mm. is a good start. There could be that someone wants to meet me and have a coffee and maybe I really don't feel for it, but I, mm. it's like feel I need to do it. I say yes, but I say yes with a consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I'll go there and I'm making sure that I don't be- become drained. Mm. So the decisions, we're not so good and making the decisions mm. uh, today. And then, of course, uh, aura sprays, sage, herbs. I mean, now we're coming in, uh, at least in Sweden, coming into the spring season. I'm going to pick a lot of flowers and herbs and um everything and make little bundles mm. uh, for clearing to burn off to cleanse the aura mm. um, i think incense is great i use a lot of incense mm. um, i know you also do make incense yes i do i've tried it and it's just i loved it oh oh, oh yes. i seem to hear that and you have a lot of different incenses for different situations Yes, we are now experimenting by putting them in alcohol to see if we can take out the energy of them. So you can make an aura spray also of them. So I'm, I'm in the making and um, I'm also starting to do like the, the base material for a scrub or if you want to have it in a bath. You so. see, um, that's why I'm calling you the Michelangelo of energy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you love being out in nature and working with the pantry of nature, like flower essences and herbs and, and now incenses. And what was it that attracted you to this and how do you use it in your work? I think nature is my bridge between the two worlds, mm-hmm. between the energetic world that I am actually living in. I call them the ether world and the material world. Mm-hmm. So it, it is the bridge. Nature bridges it for me. And I think that working with incenses or flower essences or things from nature, for me, we need to be able to be in these worlds at the same time without being drained, mm. which is a little bit hard today. So nature will help, definitely. A little drop of one of the oils will keep me in my center, in my me, uh, making my body and my mind remembering what I'm doing here and now and why. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I think it's my expression of life and magic. And I love magic. Mm. And like the everyday magic, like everyday magic. Like the other day, I felt that I really needed to cleanse my, my auric field. Mm. because it was just too much stuff in it. So I was out walking. I ended up with one of my pockets in my in my jacket was filled with, I don't know, everything, yeah? <laughs> leaves and things and, and bark. And, and I was like, oh, I need to bring a little bag. Yeah. <laughs> so and when I got back home, I took in, I took it in my uh, one of my blenders and I added, you know, a little extra things I had here at home and some salt and sugar and oatmeal and stuff put it in a bath oh lovely and um, had some oil so I had a scrub and a bath and I was sitting there and I was just rinsing myself that's for me is magic yeah 
is connecting and weaving together my nature and and my body and my soul and my spirit everything comes together yeah yeah that's luxury it is luxury yeah it's do you have like because you are using so many herbs and and flowers and things do you have like a favorite if you were to be sent to a desert island and you could only bring two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have one. It's a little bush. It's called posh. Uh-huh. Uh usually you make um like um hardcore liquor of it. It's like a spice, but it's very good for cleansing the aura. And it's very the flavor is fantastic. It's also oh. very good for mosquitoes. Oh, good. Yeah, so you can you can crush it and put it on your skin. So that's that and I think maybe rose or or Something a, a good flower. Mm. If I only have two. Mm. And I know you've written a book about flower essences a long way back or a few years back. Will it come out as an e-book? Absolutely, mm. it will come out. I, I will rewrite it, like update it, and I want to. Um, when I wrote it, there was like no internet, yeah. Mm. So um, now we can get pictures and things. So I, yes, I am definitely going to give it out as an e-book. Because for me, I mean, I love being in nature and flowers and herbs, and but I don't have the facts. I'm just the one who gets drawn, and then I use it, and then I leave it. Um, so, but I love to reading about it. Oft. Oh, that's why I got pulled to this uh, flower or herb. So, when I saw it, I just found it to be so easy to follow for a novice in this area like me. Yeah, I mean, I had so much fun doing it, yeah, because mm. I was channeling it, and it was there was no books in Swedish about flower essences. Mm. So I had some English books, and I've I found some Swedish old folklore books about oh. herbs and magics, and I was sitting here, and I was like, okay, guys, we need to work together now. Yeah. So it's, I put up these seventy-two uh, little bottles. Uh, we were on the floor. They started to talk all at the same time. And I just cracked up. I had so much fun. My neighbor walked by and she was like, "What are you? Do- who are you talking to?" Because I was sitting and I was cracking up and I was laughing because I had, a, you know, I was a conversation. And she just like, "Oh, oh okay." Yeah. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And um, of course, when you channel, you get a bit like, "Uh oh, you know, is it correct? Is it right? Yeah. Is it?" But then I found an English book that actually said not the not the exact same words but the the meaning of the interpretation was the same and then mm. i felt like okay i'm on it yeah that's always good when you can cross yeah. reference i think it might be not only flowers and i think i might um, there might be other things i i need to channel them again and yeah. i need to see if they want to add something oh yeah that's good yeah. And I know you also you spent some time in the mountains in Peru on and off. And what did you do and learn there? And what was the pull? The pull was actually I was out traveling the world. I had a coworker that worked there, and he just said that you need to come and visit me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, can't, you know. And I was like, okay. I had on my list that I wanted to learn Spanish properly. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll do that on the beach in Ecuador. I stranded in a mountain village in in Peru for two years instead. <laughs> well, I I learned a little bit more Spanish, but not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that after I after three four weeks, when I could actually breathe because I I had a hard time breathing. It was we lived on t- nearly three thousand meters. Mm. 
I realized that nothing happens here. And this is exactly what I was, what I needed, what I was looking out for. It was like, yeah, it was just stillness. Hmm. After a month, I, I found a little house I could rent. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Mm. My friend who had my car said that, you know, I've sold your car. You can have another $4,000. And I was like, yay, I yeah. a bit longer. <laughs> and, you know, it just continued that way because I didn't want to work as a therapist when I was there. I wanted to just be, mm. try to figure out more of me uh, because I did quite a big halt in my life. I had been working very hard for many, many years. So this was my first halt mm. and stop. I practiced doing nothing, which was not that easy. No, uh, but so good. And so good. It's a beautiful place to be when you are so, I mean, it's not remote. You have televisions and stuff and things if you want to, but it's like a very easy way of living. Mm. It's like going back in time. Uh, you go to the market, you buy from the little ladies uh, sitting on the, you know, the pavements. And uh, it's easy. It's mm. easy. Life. And um, good people. And uh, it was a lot of people that came there uh, that moment, that time. Mm. I always thought that when you meet someone, it's going to be for life. But I reversed that. To be with the person I met, it could be like, okay, I'm going to do on this excursion, I'm going to do this, anyone wants to come? And I was like, yeah, 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 I want to see. And then you really, you you had a beautiful 100% day together, and then maybe you never saw each other again. I like that way of living. And also, it's very nice to be able to actually show who you are when you are living somewhere when no one knows you. Like, who am I today? Like here, when I live in my town, I am what I am, but I'm not the same person as I was when I was 11. Mm. So Every time I'm in a place where there's a lot of mountains surrounding me, I always get this feeling that I'm actually in the universe straight away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Could you feel that in, in, this, um, in this place that it was like the universal connection is so tangible? Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. The indigenous people in Peru, the um, up in the, the, the mountains people, mm. they um, believe that the mountains is actually spirits and that they have them. It's like they're really talking to them. Maybe we talk to oaks here in, in, in Sweden because that's the biggest, oldest, more tangible big tree we have here. But they will speak with their apples with their mountain spirits. Considering there are so many graves in the mountains, they do talk. Mm. It's, it's very talkative sometimes. So uh, I think that my psychicness really just went off in Peru. I could just let her go, you know. Mm-hmm. My spirit just went on hikes and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you came back and started to do these despacho ceremonies. Do you call it that, despacho? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What, is, what is that? Dispatcher is like the main core of their traditions. It's the way to show gratitude to Pachamama, to Earth. Ah. And you do a dispatcho for everything. You do a dispatcho for good health, for um, someone uh, going to university, if someone is sick, for the crops to be good, to thanks Pachamama for letting us use her body to grow things in. When we harvest, we do a dispatcher to thank what's been brought up. So mm-hmm. it's 
choice for everything, yeah? Mm. And I would say it's it's also this bridge between ether and materia, between my way of showing gratitude to something. Mm. So it becomes physical because I think that today everything is so non-physical. Everything is internet. It's like there's not so much to touch and it's not material. Mm. Everything is just becoming more and more ethery. So this is a very beautiful way to pull down your wishes, to engage yourself and all of your parts of yourself into a ceremony because you either blow coca leaves or you can blow in corns you put your wishes in your intentions it's something that you do you can do for yourself but you can also do for a lot of people yeah mm. and then you take it and usually you burn it because that's the fastest um transmission mm-hmm. but you can also like for instance when i was moving back after three years to sweden we did a dispatcho and i buried it in earth mm. because i i knew i it, i needed time i needed it to to hold me for a long time uh, or you can put it in water as well when there's been things that has been really really emotional mm-hmm. I put it in water mm. um, like i had an operation a second operation and i did a dispatcho for that but i put it in water because it's a little it takes a little longer and it's a little softer than to burn it okay yeah yeah so you have to think about that as well how fast should it uh, ooze out yes mm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> i think um spending time with them and i've also had them here in sweden for workshops and i've been been taking groups to peru for workshops i think being with them has made me much more open-hearted to the nature we have here in Sweden. Ah. I've always been open, but it's a depth that that I've opened up for. I feel the same in a way. And I think when you are younger, we just take our beautiful nature for granted. We don't understand how exclusive or brilliant it is. Mm-hmm. But you are situated in Gothenburg today. Do you also do, if anyone now is listening who wants thinking that, oh, I want to contact you, are you doing it uh, online as well? And Absolutely. how does that work? Well, I mean, if you want to have like a healing, mm-hmm. usually what what I do is that I do a distant healing. So mm-hmm. it's um, we have a, a, a date and a time and the person uh, lies down and I do the healing and then I write down everything and um, then we have a conversation Mm. or I write it down and I email it to the person and the person reads it feels it and then we uh, talk the day after or something Mm. or we can have it I've had talks online like I had a woman and she wanted to be in contact with her uh, with her mother who passed away Mm -hmm. so we had that conversation as well Mm. and did that on Skype or Zoom or something so yeah online works perfectly yeah because the energy it's everywhere so we don't need to but sometimes you like to have a physical contact of course but in in these days brilliant with the web so now you have a really exciting book that is coming that's called mind body awakening a spiritual tool book what inspired you to write this i think when i started off then 92 93 or something i mean in sweden there were no books yeah Mm mm-hmm at all. So when I was abroad, I tried to always find spiritual books. And all of the workshops I was attending, it's like 
you either had to attend the workshop and do no notes or you did notes and you missed out on the essence of the workshop. And it was like I was looking for this book who had a little bit of everything, but not information. I wanted practical tools. I wanted the, the, the things we did to do things like how do I actually do an aura cleansing? Mm. Not reading about that you can do it. How do you do it? Mm. And I've been looking and uh, everyone in every bookstore is like, oh, no, you know, oh, that's a good book. Yeah, we could need one of those and blah, blah, blah. I mean, for years and years and years. And then I did like um, when I was in Peru, I had like a month where I did a a detox. So, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, you get quite bored after a couple of days. And I was like, okay, I'm going to clean my computer. I clear it out. Mm. I realized that I had a lot of material because uh, during all my own workshops, I taught a lot of things to people, practical things. Mm. I was like, I have a book here. (laughs) Yeah, it's just putting it together. Yeah, Uh, it's been taking its time and I wrote it in English. It's not my language. So um, I've had someone to edit it and yeah. It's very, very close to becoming a book, paper book and an e-book. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so what is it about? It's six chapters and um, the first chapter is about awareness. Mm. I feel that people don't quite understand awareness. Like what What am I supposed to be aware of? Mm. Like that. The second chapter is like, how do you work with awareness? What do, mm. how do you actually start kicking off? in that direction and then there is one called tools i go through everything from um, crystals flower essences feathers stones colors everything that you can work with Mm -hmm. as a tool Um, one is called body and there's a little bit of things about chakras meridians it's uh, practical things Mm. you can do practical things and then i have one um, chapter about healing and a chapter about meditations, different kind of meditations. So for me, this is a book that if you are a beginner in this field, you can sit in your home and you can, if if you were to do all of these things in this book, you know a lot afterwards. Maybe you are a teacher and you want to have some more uh, inspiration for your workshops with your students, you can look in this book. Mm. Nothing is new. Because nothing is new, mm-hmm. uh, but it's presented, I think, in a in a different way. Mm. And um, I mean, my aim overall in everything I do is that everyone should be able to stand in their own power. Period. Mm. They should not be have to be dependent on anyone but themselves, their spirit. Yeah, that's oh, I love that. I had a friend and she read it, and I, she was so funny. Her husband had to tell her that. You do not read this book for your sake now. You read it for Eva. This is she needs you to read it to see if there is <laughs> if she should add or take away because she just went into process. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it's not for you now. And that's a great husband. Yes, that's yeah. a great husband. And the thing is that it's it's a lot of things that I learned and it's tools that I learned from from my beginning as well. But they still stand and they still stand very strong. Mm. So it's good things. A lot of things are channeled. Mm-hmm. Like I have one thing called the white fire. And I remember when I started to work, I worked a lot and I consumed every customer. Yeah. 
Mm. And I didn't know how to cleanse it all out. I came down the stairs to my room to start working and my bed was on fire. And I was like, shit, it's burning. And I was like, no, it's not burning. There's no fire, but it's a fire. Mm. I was like, what is this? Well, this is your white fire. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, having this conversation with the unseen. Mm-hmm. What do you mean my fire? No, but this is your cleansing fire. So use oh. it. So every time, have it underneath your table when you work. So there is an immediate transformation. We do carry a lot of extra garbage that mm. also cleansed. Mm. Not the issue that you are there for. That is one of the best tools I've ever had. I use it for everything. That's in the book. Oh, that's brilliant. So now anyone who's listening who would like to get in contact with you for a healing session online or live or get hold of your book, where should they turn? Best if they email me. Mm-hmm. And I presume you are putting out the email address. No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> the email address will be in the text below this podcast. Yes. So that's the best. And um, I would say, yeah. That that's the easiest. And the book, I think the book, maybe, I don't know, but yeah, in a month, it should yeah. be. My birthday is um, mid-May, so uh, hopefully it's going to be when done, done then. Oh, lovely. Yes. And I think all this is so I could go into so many details. We could talk for such a long, but now it's yeah. time for the five questions with different perspectives that I ask all my guests and my Intention is because my mission is to ignite our pure hearts so we can hear our inner voice, so we can stand in our power. There are, of course, several roads to get to that destination, and I love to hear all my guests' take on this. So I'm sure that you, as well as most of us, have days when you take a sidestep and fall out of the magic flow of life. And what is your top trick to connect to your inner voice or your heart, and can you tell when you are out of it yes i can tell when i'm out of it i get very so nearly like disoriented Mm. it's like more than usual (laughs) (laughs) no but it's like i really you know it's like i I don't it's like i'm not in my body taking me years to understand what actually happened there is a split between my physical body and my spirit or my soul Mm. so the ether and the material has gone too far away so i need to get my my and my ether back Um, connected to my materia and the way I do that is if I can't go out because getting out is the best for me out in nature I just walk hug a tree kiss a kiss a rock breathe get some sun hopefully Mm -hmm. or just get the light I live very nearby the ocean so sometimes I get down to the ocean so I just let the wind just blow me but definitely nature and breath those two together And I think I'm becoming much better to actually understand that I am out of my physical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. And I know sometimes it can be hard to differ. Is this my heart telling me something or is it my egos, you know, with our will and habit and society's pull? And have you experienced and how did you tell the difference between if it was your ego or your heart trying to get you to do something i think my ego has her very beautiful chair in my head yeah (laughs) and she refused to leave Mm. and sometimes i'm trying to send her on vacation sometimes i succeed sometimes not (laughs) (laughs) usually i give her something to do Mm. i give task 
Mm. She's very she's very task oriented. So uh, she's a winner head, as we used like yeah. translated from Swedish. So I give her tasks. So she will be a bit quiet for a while. When it just comes from my head, I know it's her. Mm. But otherwise, it's my body. I can feel it's it's my physical body. When I get the sense to like shit, something's really wrong. And I sit down, I immediately, I skip my head, I feel my body and I'm like, okay, what's wrong? What do you need from me now? And it's like, okay, I need a bath. Mm. Uh, I need a walk. Uh, I need a cup of tea and then I need a walk. I need you to put on some good music and stamp your feet. It's Mm. like I talk to my body. She's stronger than my darling in the golden chair in my head. Yeah, luckily. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good because then... Sometimes we, we know that, okay, this is my body, this is my heart, this is my uh, my inner voice speaking, but it might still be hard to take action because maybe the thing it's saying is so you can't really grasp it or you don't know why you should do it, you just know you should do it. So have you have any example when you followed your voice, even though your beautiful uh, lady in your head <laughs> wanted you to take another direction. So I worked international for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I resided in Sweden. I became a spa manager. and But it was still the same energy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And my, my dad said, why don't you take uh, a week off before everything kicks off? And I went to Lisbon, Portugal. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. I like this. And I went back Christmas time and I thought, my God, my whole body, my whole my whole system just relaxed. So I went, I had a summer house and I went to my summer house. I remember it was the 10th of January 2010. And I sat there and I was like, what am I going to do? How will this happen? What am I going to do? I was just devastated. And my house said, sell me like, my God, I can't sell you. You are my pension. You know, you're my only way to make sure I won't be on the streets when I'm old, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's like, sell me. And I was like, okay. So I started Mm -hmm. and it took 10 months. But that was everyone thought that I was absolutely nuts. To be honest, (laughs) Everyone like they could not understand. Oh, yes. Uh, But I just went. I bought... I had things I wanted to do, and um, so I bought a, a single ticket to India and had paid for a yoga teacher training there, and um, then I didn't know so much more. Yeah. I love that. And we know that gratitude is such a lovely way to create more of the moments in life that we enjoy, and I know we talked about this before, that we forgetting ourselves to empower ourselves, but we also forget to be grateful to ourselves and it's so much easier to be grateful to others sometimes. And do you have a tip to see and accept our own beautiful part of the flow of life? I think listen. Mm-hmm. I don't think we listen enough, to be honest. To um, Because we need stillness inside. The fastest way to get stillness is, for me, is to listen. Like now I can hear chirping birds because they're eating outside my on my terrace, yeah? Mm-hmm. I hear them and... I, I listen to that. I listen to the wind. I'm having conversations with um, elements in nature. If it's really, really, if I have to go downtown and it's really, really busy, I try to listen to something that could calm me down, like uh, oh. children laughter or something like that. The bubbly, the, the, the light. I try to listen and find the light. I think it's a very quick way to calm down your senses and your nervous system is to listen. Mm. 
to just sit. I mean, we have a lot of water where, where I live, so I can go down to the canal and I can just listen to the waves moving just to, to listen to them, to get that wave. Because if I listen to water, the wave, the water in my own body will also calm down. I have a favorite tree and I usually go there and I hang on her and, and I put my heart to her. I'm giving out my heartbeat to her and I will eventually receive her heartbeat to me. Mm. But it is stillness. So I think listen. Listen to those little things. Yeah, so we all have our ups and downs in life. And when do you feel most connected to the flow of life with the joy and energy? And how does it show up? I think when I am in ceremony. Mm-hmm. Usually when I go out for walks, I have, um, you know, I collect things. I collect flowers and um, feathers and things on my way. And mm-hmm. when I sit down to have my little cup of tea and a sandwich or something, I make a little gratitude cer- um, ceremony. Mm-hmm. I collect this. I make a little, like a little mandala of the things I've collected or the things I find. And I'm thanking for the ability to be able to walk freely and to be healthy. And So I think that when I can connect all of my senses and all of my me's mm-hmm. to one, that's when, I, um, that's when I am the strongest. Yeah, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so that was all we have. Is there anything you would like to add? Yes, never doubt your inner voice. Mm. Trust your body. I was thinking of one thing. If you are in a space in time that you need to to decide things, yeah? Mm -hmm. Should I move to another city? If you sit down and you have your body, ask your body to expand, like become uh, freer, more spacious, more relaxed. If it's a good thing, and if it's a no, it will become more tight. Start to work with your body. Ask mm. your body. Because we, we we are not very good at this. No. No. It's just her on her little chair up, up in the head that rules. Yeah, and our body is so intelligent. Just looking at what it's doing 24-7. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With us, making us wake up, fall asleep, you know, breathe, yeah, yeah. everything. Mm. So I would say um, start bridging that. Mm. That's great. So thank you so much for joining. Have a lovely day. You too. So let's start to do a meditation. Please get seated with your back straight and your palms up, or if you're lying down, your palms up. And we start the meditation jam. And let's start by taking three deep breaths. Then imagine that there is a pillar of red healing earth energy that is coming from Mother Earth and it's going up through you and around you, covering your body inside and out and continuing up and out into the sky and the universe. And we now have this red healing earth energy keeping us grounded on this journey. 
and imagine that there is a similar pillar of divine bright light, a universal energy that is coming from above and it's going down through you and around you, covering your body inside and out and continuing down into Mother Earth. And we now have this universal energy keeping us balanced on this journey. And we take another deep breath. Then imagine that you are standing somewhere outside. Could be your favorite spot, could be a place you've never been. Let whatever comes up for you be the right image. And it's a beautiful day with a blue sky. The sun is shining. Maybe it's a crisp feeling in the air like the morning. breeze and we are standing here solid with our feet on earth or wherever you see yourself standing maybe it's on the beach maybe it's on your porch and we let our mind become silent And start to focus on the sound coming from birds around us. Greeting you. Maybe you hear the wind rattle in the trees or grass. Maybe you hear the waves or the water moving. there are some insects wanting to make their self heard buzzing around and as we are standing here we are breathing connecting to our surrounding Almost like we are becoming one, one with ourselves and Mother Earth, one with nature. And as we are standing here breathing, there is a light that is coming from our third eye chakra, the point between your eyebrows and it's coming from within you and it's going out clear and bright opening your third eye chakra 
connecting to the surrounding. Maybe it is intensifying the sounds, the feeling, the feeling of the warm sun on your skin, the feeling of the soft wind. The feeling of the beautiful Mother Earth beneath your feet. And even the feeling of the universe beyond the sky that is always there. Expanding together with our energy. As we are standing in this, with our third eye chakra open, released with its energy out into the surrounding, absorbing the beauty around us. Absorbing the beauty in what can be conceived as simplicity. Of something that we are accustomed to. Maybe don't even notice. With this chakra open, we now see the true beauty. We hear, sense, feel the creative palette of Mother Earth. With all the different colors different smells, sounds, species, it is an abundant creativity, originated from Mother Earth. from love and joy and as we are standing here there is a light coming from our heart chakra the area of the middle of our chest and it's going out it's opening your your heart chakra and it is expanding out into your surrounding
be bringing a sense of joy. A feeling of connection. To all this beauty that is around us. To all our possibilities in life. That we together with our third eye. Now see clear. From our heart. With our heart. We are standing in this. Soaking it in, expanding. And there is a light that is coming from a distance. And it's moving towards us where we are, standing outside. Feeling relaxed, connected. Beautiful within our energy and the energy from Mother Earth and the support from Father Universe that is holding us. And the light is coming closer in the perfect pace for you and as it comes closer maybe you recognize the feeling like an old friend that we are happy to see maybe it's the feeling of an old lover that we are happy to see is a light that is moving towards us, filling our senses with positive vibrations. Letting us relax. While we connect and as it moves towards us, it is the energy of our past. That is coming with love. care and support for where we are right now, letting you know that you are enough, 
you've done well and you are loved and there is only positive vibrations that is holding us right here right now allowing us to relax into our past in a beautiful way releasing any tension any controlling ideas misguided ideas releasing what we might have thought as opportunities lost or wrongdoings from us and to us this is a past that comes with love creating through love and transforming with love so if there is anything in your past where you would like to bring this energy you can put that into this vibration by your intention of doing so and then release it and let whatever comes up for you be the right thing right now maybe nothing maybe it will come in a few days a few weeks don't push don't control just set your intention and then let go and if you can't think of anything you can ask your energy to release whatever is in your highest good right now this loving energy from the past and we take a deep breath standing in this energy that is moving through us together with our open third eye chakra and heart chakra together with mother earth and father universe and there is another light coming from the distance moving towards where we are maybe it has another color another feel maybe it's a bit sparkly bubbly or more intense 
and as it is moving towards where we are, we recognize the vibration, the feeling, and it is the light of our future. is big and bright, filled with love, filled with joy and abundance, an expansion of everything. There are no borders, it is an infinite vibration. And it's moving towards us. with the feeling of being safe, being looked after and seeing our path and this light is lighting up our way together with our third eye and our heart chakra. You can both see and feel our way forward in this light. And just let whatever comes up be the right thing for you. And if you don't see or feel or sense anything... Don't worry, just by you being here listening to this, your energy is doing the work for you, so you can just sit back and relax and keep on following the journey. And we let this energy from the future move through us in its bright and loving vibration, making us feel complete, making us feel as we are, at the perfect place, in the perfect time here on earth. And if you like, you can ask it to clear of your next steps to show your path in this light from this light in a clear and understandable way for you to know when and where to move to act without adding any other vibration than joy and love to your path. And we are sitting in this, letting it move through every part of our body. Awaken our cells, our atoms, 
our energy for our own knowledge to our beautiful connected light and energy As we are here in the now, meeting our past, meeting our future, connecting us to them all in a beautiful way so that we don't block any direction in our way, in our energy, but we keep our future open, we keep our past open with this loving vibration to stand whole in the now to stand complete and satisfied in this moment and we take another deep breath we release any lost energy that is not in our highest path and we start to move back to the space where you started We give thanks to Mother Earth and Father Universe and our Higher Self for joining us today. And we give thanks to the energy of our future and past and our present for helping us transform and ignite together with our heart and third eye. close our third eye chakra and our heart chakra to keep this within our energy and if you like you can set your intention to bring this with you into your day into your life this feeling of acting from a secure heart based vibration to see your path from a clear third eye view in your day and your life. And you can come fully back into your body, start to move your hands, your feet, your neck, maybe clap your hands and stamp your feet and I thank you for listening. So welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this and I thought it was such a beautiful energy that was helping us stand in the presence of now by releasing anything holding us back from the past, anything holding us back from maybe fear of the future or uncertainty of the future. And maybe this energy was especially needed today with all the things that is going on around us to feel that we are safe, we are connected to 
everything around us and we are connected to this beautiful earth with all its creative ways that always finds a way forward, always displays beauty and strength and connected to the expanding universe also with this feeling of love and joy. So I'm really excited to see where this ignition will take us and as always sometimes for some you will see a change or a shift in your ways, in your thoughts straight away and sometimes it takes a bit longer and then maybe you will notice in about a month or several months time. So I always like to write down whatever I've experienced on these inner journeys so that I can come back and revisit my notes just to give my mind a bit of oh yeah so now I understand why I saw this in the meditation or felt that or whatever it might have been so that's just my recommendation to do and I also felt the energy that was moving through us whether it was from the past the future making us stand in our present now it was such a beautiful and loving energy that was fearless it wasn't even a thought of fear (laughs) it wasn't even a thought of guilt or blame or anything it was just so clear and pure in both directions and that lifted the spirit of the now so I hope you all felt that as well and please if you have any questions or thoughts let me know you can either put a comment down below or inbox me and we are going through strange times strange unprecedented times and I won't talk about it so much because everyone is and I think sometimes it's nice just to get a breather from it so that's all I'm saying about that sorry (laughs) and this ignition that we just did was focused a bit both on the past but also on the future while being in our now so remember that our thoughts our actions our feelings it all creates the platform from where we are taking our next step and the more light we can keep it the more loving we can keep it the more loving and light our next steps will be so sometimes it feels hard to step into this higher vibration of joy and beauty and love because we are not in that headspace but I always like to think of it as it is as important as going to work or eating or drinking water or whatever you feel is necessary for the day and it's not like we are about to walk around laughing all the time it's not that kind of joy (laughs) it's more that inner peace that I'm thinking about that makes us feel grateful for what is around us and for us being here doing our work, expanding and being part of this magic that is life. So I also like to again thank my guest Eva de Mahina. I just love talking to her and I hope you enjoyed it as well. And if you like to get in touch with her, as you heard, she can do sessions both in real life if you are close to Gothenburg or over the internet. And I'm excited to read her book and all the magic that will be in in that and sparkles as she said she loves to spark put sparkles on the day and who doesn't want a bit of sparkle in your life right (laughs) so yeah i'm really excited about that and the next meditation jam will be in two weeks time but before that i am doing a pure heart ignition on the 19th of april 
And you can find more information about that by going to my webpage or my Facebook, How to Join In. And it's $6 unless you are a patron of $10 or above, then you will have the link for free. And if you like to become a patron, if you like to support my work, then you also have the link for that below in this text. So I hope you will have a beautiful fortnight and I see you again in two weeks time unless I meet you and your energy on the 19th of April. And thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for everyone taking your time to listen and ignite with this energy that wants to be spread and that wants to come out. And I'm so thankful for you being here listening to this. And please share this podcast if you like and have a beautiful time. Satnam. Mm-hmm.